Hi everyone, my name is Alat Navan. I'm a professional mentor and organizational psychologist. I'm here to bring up topics that I think everyone, no matter what demographics, should know, and to help my listeners start asking themselves important questions to level up in life, whatever that means for you. If you find my podcast useful and want more podcasts, visuals, and personalized help, I'm here for you. I'll be giving my contact information at the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Your Damn Life. My name is Alatna Vaughn. Welcome to our second episode on shame. Last episode, we discussed what shame is. We gave examples of how to identify shame. This week, we're identifying where it comes from, how it's limiting us, and how we can move on from it. So let's get into it. How do we identify the shame, forgive ourselves, and move forward when we make a mistake? We have to develop a relationship of forgiveness and understanding with ourselves. We all have a moral compass that we follow throughout our lives. These standards usually change or shift as we grow older, as we experience more things. But do you know where your expectations of right and wrong come from? Usually, we develop our initial moral code during early childhood, taking what we see and what we're learning from the people and the media around us. For example, growing up in the early 2000s, there was a lot of media surrounding losing weight and diet culture. Like many people in the U.S. at the time, and still now, the women in my life were also concerned with weight. If we take this at face value, This could potentially have an influence on how I view eating or how I view my body image. Yes, but also the root of diet culture can manifest in withholding pleasures. A lot of culture can manifest in withholding pleasures. Guilt and shame for cheating on diets, buying a fun coffee, receiving unconditional love. That last one may sound like an unexpected shift, but let's think about it. Diet culture teaches that the current and present us or you is not valuable or enough. In order to become enough, we have to reject the version of us that we already are. Being raised in that culture, the core belief that I am not enough subtly moves into other areas of our lives. So receiving unconditional love becomes something that we don't believe the current us is deserving of. Spoiler alert, you are deserving of unconditional love just the way you are, but the trick here is believing it. So let's get into that a little bit more. So in last episode, we talked about forgiveness, patience, and practice. Past you is a less experienced version of present you. This is where patience and forgiveness enter the chat. Things you've done in the past and now you may feel badly about do not deserve your shame. Why not? You have experienced it. You've had the opportunity to learn from it. And now it's time to move on. There's nothing else that you can do besides move on. We are constantly changing with each thought and interaction that we have. The you now is not the you last year or even last week, and they are certainly not the you that you will become tomorrow or a year from now. 
whether or not you're learning from your experiences, future you will be different. If you're thinking about situations and trying to learn from them, future you will be a stronger you. Assuming that we are here to learn from our experiences and to love our damn lives, instead of shame spiraling, let's think about what you did that you didn't feel good about and if that feeling of shame is valid. Meaning, did you do something that goes against your core values or did you do something that goes against a negative thought pattern? If you went against your core values, when you're in a similar situation in the future, you now know how to not handle it. Some of you may be saying, well, Alatna, I want to know how to handle it. But this is science. If we know how not to do something, we are one step closer on knowing how to do something. If it's a negative thought pattern, it's now been identified and we can start letting it go. We can start working towards that. This is not an easy task. Be patient with your learning. Work on forgiving the less experienced you for not handling the situation in the way that present you would have liked. Think of past you as a different person, someone who you would give advice to now. That growth, that learning, it's powerful. And the best thing you can do for yourself and the people around you is to move forward. So when we're trying to move forward, how do we connect and forgive ourselves? We practice. I don't believe that we will ever stop feeling shame. We learn and we continue to make mistakes and we continue to have new experiences. The goal here is to recognize the shame, identify the cause, and be able to let go of the feeling instead of shame spiraling and letting it eat away at you. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of understanding of yourself to identify where the shame is coming from. Have you ever heard of sitting with a feeling? This is exactly that. We recognize the feeling, we identify the cause, we work on letting go. So when I am starting this process, I like to begin with the question of, what about this gives me the ick? What about this makes me feel that shame? Then I go over the experience in my mind. Which parts specifically make me cringe or feel upset? Those are the parts that I focus in on. Once I'm focused in on those parts, I go back to the question of, what about these parts of the situation make me upset or think badly about myself? Which parts give me the ick? When it comes to shame, we will eventually land on something that we feel like we did wrong, a social misstep or a quote, wrong decision. Once we have that identified, we can decide how we would like to move forward. We know that we would have liked to do it differently. What can we learn from that? And what can we change to do so? Is this feeling rooted in a belief that we would like to keep? With those last answers, you can move forward and practice. I'll use a personal example. A few years ago, I went through a messy breakup. My partner cheated on me and I broke up with him. 
I felt ashamed of the situation and I had a hard time talking to anyone about it. At face value and looking back, I didn't have anything to be ashamed over. I was doing my best to be a kind and supportive partner, and ultimately my partner made the choice to be unfaithful. I lived in that shame for a while. I didn't recognize it for what it was. Then one day, I was rehashing the situation in my head, as one does, and I felt an ache in my stomach. I focused in on that physical feeling and realized that my feelings of shame were being represented in a physical way as well as taking an emotional toll on me. When I came to that realization, I went through the situation with a new and more calculated eye. What exactly was eliciting a physical reaction, AKA at what point in my thought process in going through the situation, did my stomach start to hurt or did it hurt the most? And why was I holding on to that? After a lot of thought, after more tears, I identified my shame was rooted in taking part in a quote, failed relationship. Now in my life, I have a lot to say about failure and breakups, but that is a whole nother episode. Essentially, I looked back on the situation. I realized our incompatibility. And I also recognized that I had done my best knowing that I made the decision to leave for my well-being in alignment with my core values. Once I had made those realizations come to that conclusion, I felt more empowered in my decision, and I was able to identify the areas of the relationship that I wanted to approach differently in my next relationship. So I identified where the shame was coming from, and then I looked at that experience and tried to learn from it. I forgave myself for what I thought at the time was a mistake or a failure, and I made the decision to try and grow from it. You know what happened? The knot in my stomach lessened. You know what happened the next week? It came right on back, and I did the same exercise with myself. I was patient. I was understanding, and I was forgiving of myself. Now, I am not perfect. Every single time I find myself in a shame spiral, this does take practice. This does take patience. And like with everything, it's not going to be an easy and straightforward path. I still feel shame about things, but now that I've had that practice, now that I've been doing this for a while, I'm a lot better at identifying and moving on from it. As I've done this work and I've moved forward with my life, I've come to realize that my shame and feelings of failure in this particular situation is both rooted in a perfectionist mindset and the belief that the only way to have a successful relationship is if you're together forever. And just to be clear, I no longer believe that last statement. Neither one of those thought processes helped me in life, and I've worked on quieting them. I'm still working on quieting them. This example and exercise also applies to shame brought on by judgment from others. With breakups specifically, there always comes speculation. Again, we can't control others' emotions or actions, 
but we can control our reactions. Judgment from others may be either because you did something that others perceive as wrong or embarrassing, or you may have not done anything wrong at all and people are projecting their ideas or insecurities onto you. Either way, in identifying your shame, you can compare the reasoning to your own moral compass. Do you think logically that your behavior or actions are wrong? Or, or are other people's judgment rooted in antiquated or harmful beliefs? If you don't feel like you've done anything wrong, it's time to move on. If the answer is yes, you have done something wrong, take the L, learn from the mistake, and that is literally all you can do. If someone wants to judge you for that, that's on them. In addition to the behaviors given and the definition of shame, there's a third type that I don't think is talked about enough. It's shame for things that others have done that have an impact on you. Maybe you have someone in your life who engages in wrong or embarrassing behavior that elicits judgment from themselves or from others. Their relationship to you may result in feeling like their actions reflect upon who you are as a person. And others may treat you as such. Let me be clear. No matter what anyone else says, if you are not willingly engaging in their wrong or foolish behavior, which is part of the definition of shame, that person's behavior or actions is not your fault or your responsibility. We are adults. We are all responsible for our own actions and behaviors. If you are caught in the crossfire, or if you're brought in as an unwilling participant, it is not your fault. Children of abuse or addicts, victims of assault, someone else's actions may impact you. They may impact you greatly, but they do not reflect upon who you are as a person. The shame that you may feel in that situation is very real, very common, and can be psychologically damaging. If this is something that you're experiencing, I encourage you to confide in a trusted person or seek professional aid. Forgive yourself, talk to someone you trust. These feelings, they can be managed with help. All right, on that note, let's wrap it up. What are we taking away? One, patience, forgiveness, practice. Like in most of these episodes, it's a tall order. If you're judging yourself, it's usually tied to feeling like you did something wrong. Exploring those beliefs will help you identify where the shame stems from and help you start unlearning negative thought patterns. These thought patterns, they go deep. They may be rooted in an unexpected place. It's not always or even usually cut and dry. Two. Your past actions do not define you. How you learn and move forward from them does. Other people's actions do not need to elicit shame within you. To work through feelings of intense shame, please talk to someone you trust and or seek professional help. You deserve it. I have one final thought for you all. Repeat this next sentence. I deserve to move forward from shame and embarrassment. One more time, I deserve to move forward 
from shame and embarrassment. If you're having a hard time pulling yourself out of there, talk to a loved one and get their take on it. They'll more than likely be as forgiving of you as you should be for yourself. All right, that was a heavy episode. Thank you for everyone who's still with me, still listening. I want everybody to take a deep breath, shake it off, go out and love your damn lives. I'll see you in a couple of weeks.